Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning and welcome to another amazing Agent Power Huddle. I'm Jesse Zagorski, broker associate with uh, EXP, and we've got a uh, a guest host today who is probably one of my uh, my favorites that come on here to teach. Fred, how are you feeling this morning? I feel well. I'm uh, in Carmel by the sea on my 35th anniversary. You, you, you're spending your 35th anniversary with us? Well, this half hour. <laughs> I, I, I feel so grateful. We'll make this romantic. I'll light some candles for you. <laughs> well, congratulations. 35 years is an amazing achievement. And if you guys haven't heard Fred Wilson uh, talk on Agent Power Huddle or teach here before, he is an incredible resource. Um, I will let him tell you about his own career because I don't have your stats memorized, but he has sold consistently, consistent being the key, consistently a tremendous amount of homes as a solo agent. I want to say what, 30 to 40, 40 to 50 a year for like how many years in a row? What, what's, what's your, what's your claim to frame, Fred? Uh, I, since I started in the fall of 90 and if you take my average over that 31 years, this being my 31st year, I've averaged over a deal a week closed. A deal a week closed for over yeah. 30 years. And yeah. he can give us some tips on how to have a happy marriage for 35 years. So there we go. That's a, there's, there's a two for, so the, the, the topic this morning is the key to staying on track in real estate sales. And where, where do we start with that, Fred? What's the key? I mean, is there one key to staying on track? Um, there would be favorites, I think, uh, for each agent, perhaps some more need, needful than others and more required. You know, we all have our strengths and we have our weaknesses, each and every one of us. And so the trick is, you know, kind of like a tennis player or a, or, or maybe a, a golfer, you know, learning what your best shots are and working on, you know, your, your weaknesses. I always remember I heard years ago, uh, within one year, Pete Sampras, the number one tennis player, I was a tennis pro as a young man. Uh, he was number one in the world. And he was asked, you know, now that he's been number one for a couple of years and he's won everything, you know, what kind of goals does he have? And I, in that year, I heard Tiger Woods interviewed with the same question, different interviewer. They asked the same question and they both gave the same answer. So he struck me, which was to continue turning my weaknesses into strengths. Those were the goals of the top people on the planet, right? Because they'd achieved everything else, right? Yeah. So to keep improving, I think, uh, is a big one for me. And that's one of the things that's interesting to me, too. You'd think after 31 deals, I'm slowly closing in on my 2000th closed escrow. You'd, you'd think I would have seen it all, but I haven't. And it seems like every deal, some new thing comes up. And so you do want to keep challenging yourself. So is there one key? Maybe it's to keep improving as a, as a broad answer, uh, all far reaching to universal everyone answer. But, uh, you know, from my standpoint, I will tell you, uh, being in the business now over 30 years and, and having been a coach now for over 20 years, one of the things that I notice most about agents and staying on track is that they're doing it to themselves. They're either off track because of what they're, they're doing to themselves or they're on track because of what they're doing to themselves. There's no boogeyman out there. There's nobody else doing it to us. We're doing it to ourselves, whichever it is. 
<laughs> okay. Walk me through, walk me through that. What, what do you mean by that? How are, how are agents doing it to themselves? Well, let's take an example. And this isn't necessarily about say staying on track specifically. It is about success and therefore about staying on track uh, success in real estate sales, but roughly, you know, 85, 86, 87%, depending on the study you look at uh, of all new licensees are out of the business within three, four, five years. That's a fact. Also, fewer than 10% of all licensees make more than 90% of all the money. That's another fact. So what do these statistics tell us? It tells us that almost everybody is failing to achieve their financial objectives. That, that's what it tells us. And yet, the only barrier to entry is that six-inch space between one's two ears. There's nobody, there's no realtor policeman out there saying, you, Jesse, you may not rise to the top, but you over here, Lisa, you may rise to the top. I have spoken. That is not how it works. Yeah, she's over there. Yeah, be Jesse. <laughs> but uh, this, is, this is the reality. Our reality is what we make it at the end of the day. We are the steps we take. Uh, you know, that's just the reality. So, all of these agents are out there either floundering or outright failing to achieve their financial objectives. And, and think of the real estate industry for an, in, in, an instant. Let, let's think relative to other industries. Let's take the tech industry. I don't know, Facebook, IBM. Let's, let's take the automotive industry. Let's say Tesla. Let's say GM. Name, name anything. Let's, let's take the medical industry. The real estate industry is the only one out of all those where you can be an abject failure as an agent, and you're welcome. You're welcome to be there. Hey, Bill, well, good to see you. Oh, how you doing? We're so glad you're involved. Bill's not doing any business. All those other industries, you're out. If you aren't producing, if you aren't adding value, agents don't really know how to add value to their career. And this is why this, you see it, I'm sure, there's this swirl of agents jumping from one piece of advice to the next and getting a little coaching here and getting some mentorship there and listening to this, this veteran and, and wondering what to do now and reading this book. And, and they're, they're all over the place when really the secret to success in real estate sales. And this is one of the areas that, that I've been fortunate. I've, I've cracked the code in terms of the secret for success in real estate sales. I possess that knowledge and any agent can learn it. It's very simple. So if you don't have that information, though, you're going to be in a struggle all the time. And it's hard enough when you're successful. I mean, I have all kinds of challenges and problems and, and, and things to overcome. And I'm very successful because in real estate sales, there are always problems, plain and simple, but only two kinds, bad ones and good ones. Bad ones, not enough business. Good ones, lots of business. We're in the problem-solving business. It doesn't matter which. So that's kind of my overview to your, to your question. I love it. And guys, in, ca in case you haven't figured out, uh, Fred does many things. So Fred not only has been an agent himself, still selling houses at a very high level, right? Runs a brokerage and runs a coaching company for over 20 years. And so I, I like your viewpoint on this. I like your take on it. Um, when you're working with agents, then let's say you're working with someone who's already had some success, right? And they're looking like, they're like, how do I continue? Like the markets, maybe the market's shifting. I don't know. Interest rates are going up. Is, does anything change when someone's trying to quote unquote, stay on track if they've already had a little bit of success? 
Well, in terms of trying to keep your sales on track, there are certainly going to be um, strategies. And, and, you know, change is the driver in the real estate industry. It doesn't matter if it's economic change or cultural change. I mean, look at COVID. Big curveball, people. Life is curveballs. Living is hitting them. Living well is hitting them well. You're going to have curveballs. It's all about your swing. So here we are in this thing called real estate sales, and we're wondering about a changing market. Well, that's normal. Uh, is it going up? Is it going down? I remember during the recession, I remember when the recession hit, when New Century, a, 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 a mortgage company, went under and then came countrywide later. And the, the industry ground to a halt. Well, it was time to adapt to those changes. So, so yes, you, you, you have to be adaptable. You have to make changes. And I remember in, in 2010 or 11, I, I did 92 deals that year. I stood at the bottom of the recession. I was still able to do lots of business. Was I doing it the same way as I did in 05? No. So, you know, you, you have to make changes. And I remember in 2010-11, bottom of the recession, I drove into three different uh, golf communities here. Well, I'm in Carmel, but I live in the greater Palm Springs area. And golf is everywhere. It's the golf mecca of the universe. So I was driving into three different country clubs on business. And on three different occasions, the guard was a former realtor colleague of mine. They failed to adapt within the real estate industry and were drummed out of the real estate industry. Remember, the reason people leave real estate is because they're not making any money. That's the elephant in the room here, everybody. We're in it for the money. That doesn't mean you're a mercenary hun. It doesn't mean it's somehow immoral. We're doing this to make a lot of money. That's why we're doing it. So again, uh, thinking in terms of, of adaptability changes the norm. Adaptability is the key. Love it. And the things that you focus, I mean, the last time you were here, I remember we talked about the production model, right? Which is a, a core, core basis. I mean, when you look at, if someone is, you know, trying to build some momentum now, right? They are in that population where like, well, how do I, is it, is it doing consistent actions on a daily basis? Is it more the mindset? Is it all of the above? Talk to me about that. All right. And I alluded to this earlier and, and maybe some people leaned in a little at that moment. I said, you know, I know the secret to success in real estate sales. I do. And it's a, it's a one sentence uh, thing. It's, it's not a mystery, although maybe nobody's heard it put this way, but the secret to success. So write this down, people is doing certain things in a certain way each day. That's it. Now, that begs the question, well, well what things? Right, what are the certain things? <laughs> and in what ways, right? So that's why I created the production model. The production model is my uh, approach to selling real estate sales. <clears throat> and over a 20 plus year period, I looked at what I was doing, what others were doing, and I, I distilled out of that what matters most. And it started with, I, I had a list of 10 things because that was my edit. And then it went down to seven things. And then it went all the way down to three things, but I added one a little later. And now I'm at four things and it stood the test of time. Uh, the production model is, is com comprised of four, what I call cornerstones or high skills in the business. Uh, one has to do with what you're thinking. 
One has to do with what you're doing, the tasks or steps that you're taking. The other has to do with how you're doing them. Okay. So skill. And the fourth one has to do with actually doing them. You got to watch out. Gonna do will gut your production people. You can't gonna anything. Okay. With regards to the secret, you must actually do those first three things. So you can tell that fourth one was the one I added. <laughs> right. And, and, and what's, can we talk about that one for a minute? Because in terms of staying focused, you know, on your business, how do, what is that avoiding going to do and staying in actual action? How, how do you attack that one? That is a, it's a big one. It's a key one. And of course, all four are absolutely key. The mental piece without it, you're, you're sailing with the anchor out. In fact, you're probably stuck in the Harbor and you don't know it. The, the, what you do, I mean, you gotta be doing the right things clearly. And there's a lot of things to do. So you gotta be able to uh, prioritize, which is a part of staying on track, isn't it? And then of course, you know, how you do it. Uh, the, the point is it's about skill. You see the myth of marketing is alive and well in real estate sales today. It's, it's a healthier myth than ever before in the industry. In other words, the idea that you must be marketing to succeed, that you must have a brand to succeed. And neither of those are true. Now, that sounds like I'm against marketing. I'm against having a brand. I'm not. Go for it. Uh, and there are all kinds of incredible things you can do. There are incredible coaching programs. They're going to teach you how to do all of this. I don't teach any of it. What I teach is how do you wake up in the morning with no deal and by the end of the day, potentially have a new deal or at least a new client. Certainly a new seven day lead. How do you do that? What does that look like? That's what my production model program is about. Just those four things. And so that fourth one that you mentioned is we call it goal set. So the four cornerstones are mindset, day set, what you're doing, word set, how you're talking with people and goal set, how you're staying on track. So your question, number four, how do you, how do you do that? How do you stay on track? Well, you know, I, I measured myself. There's an old adage in coaching. Uh, you can't improve what you don't measure. So I measured myself for 10 years, 10 years. I measured my numbers, right? And from 2004 through 2014 and uh, every day, I charted what it was I was doing and how I was doing it and how much of it I was doing and uh, slowly grew to internalize my numbers. Now I can do it in my head, so to speak. But the point is, uh, each day for me, I uh, do what I call five things. Now, uh, again, I've internalized this to a large degree. To someone who's new to it, it might seem a little bit cumbersome because they're not used to these things these tasks that are dedicated to staying on track. Because think about it, people, <clears throat> I'm not the biggest dog on the, on the farm. There are agents, you can go find agents that do 200 deals, not a deal, not, a, not a 50 or hundred a year. Uh, you can find people with big teams. I don't have a team. It's me, myself and Fred. And then I have Wendy who's half time assistant. So the deals I do, I do myself. Okay. So I'm averaging over a deal a week myself. And I think any agent can learn to do that at a minimum, be adding at least another deal or two a month. 30 days is a long time, which begs the question, what are you doing, people, if you're not doing deals? Well, the answer is you're doing the wrong things. Now, one of the things that's wrong is to do nothing. So if you're not working, problem. So we don't really have to talk 
too much about that one. Because you see, in life, activity, there are three potential states that you can be in. Just three. You, you, in terms of activity, one is inaction. Okay? Problem. I don't need to explain it. Okay? <laughs> the next one is motion. That's when you're busy and you're expending energy, but it's not effective. Then action. Action is only happening when it clearly and effectively support, supports your objective. When it's in alignment with the thing you're trying to accomplish. And, and it was Benjamin Franklin who's attributed with saying originally, never confuse motion with action. And I'm here to tell you today, I believe over 90% of all the agent body in North America, around the world, is in motion. They're not that effective at what, what needs to be happening. Now, that's a pretty brash statement. It's a pretty bold statement. But the stats don't lie, and we covered those at the top of the discussion. Most people are either flailing or failing outright to achieve their financial objectives. Most agents cannot wake up in the morning and with consistency, identify new business near term. Most don't know how to do that. And almost all the coaching that's out there is dedicated to something else. So before we go into that part four answer, let me point out that there are two models in the real estate world that you can follow people, and only two. One is a future model. And this is the most prevalent, by far the most prevalent. It is traditionally the most prevalent. It is in modern day more prevalent than ever before because of technology. That is, you're trying to do things today with the agenda or objective of getting business to happen to you someday in the future. That's a future model. That so if sense. you're doing marketing, it's a future model. Now, I'm not anti-marketing. I'm just saying, know your model. If you get up in the morning and you work all day in marketing, are you going to succeed today, Jesse? No, I'll succeed in the future. There, you're going to succeed in the future. And statistically, most don't succeed in the future. So there's a conundrum there, but we can point to people, you would be an example, who have built great businesses over time. I love it. And I tip my hat. And I hope every agent has that career experience. But career doesn't address the issue that you got to pay your mortgage at the end of the month. You got to be able to make money, people. You have to know how to go out and identify new business, how to generate business. And most agents, they know how to do things that are dedicated to making that happen someday. Advertising is a part of marketing. Another example. I have agents all the time. It's one of the top five questions I'm asked by agents, you know, should I be advertising with Zulu or whatever? Okay. So these are questions, but the model is future model. Social media is a future model. Internet presence, a future model. Branding, future model. Geographic farming, past client referral, future model, future model. Okay. So again, it sounds like I'm down on all of this. I'm not. I'm just pointing out what model it is. And most people are going to relate to this. I'm sure you, you will. When you get involved in real estate or you're talking to someone who's in real estate, or let's say it's an office manager recruiting a potential new agent, 
almost invariably slipped into the conversation is this little discussion. Now, uh, how much savings do you have? You know, that first year might be kind of slow. Are you going to be able to stick with it? Are you going to be able to survive while while you build your business? See, that is our perception. That is the culture in real estate sales, is that you can't go out and do business this week. And you can, but you must be using the secret, which is doing certain things in a certain way each day. And in the production model program at theproductionmodel.com, that those four things, if I can get my finger up, it's weird looking at it in reverse. If I can get my finger up, uh, those four things are the things that matter. You wouldn't have to do anything else if you did those four things. Again, get your mind in the right place, take certain steps, insert with certain level of skill and make sure you do it today, not some other day. So back to that number four, how do you stay on track? Okay. What I do is five basic things. And again, I've internalized this, but if you're taking notes, write them down. The first thing that I do is I connect to my why. Okay. What does that mean? Well, in the mornings, I like to review I often do this while I'm still at rest. Why I'm in real estate. What's it doing for me? Now, I'm in the business to make a lot of money. You see, I was a tennis pro who couldn't make any money. (laughs) That's no, that's no bueno. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I went into real estate. I, I was doing well enough in the tennis world, not as a player, but as an entrepreneur. To, you know, to make a, a low six-figure number and travel the world. But, you know, when you get married and you start to, to procreate, you know, you're traveling with one child, then you're traveling with two. We were. We had two babes in arms around the world. It was too hard. Just too hard. After about three seasons of that, my wife and I looked at each other and said, and my poor wife, I don't think she recovered, but for maybe three years later. But we just couldn't keep that up. And I went into real estate because the club champion at where I had my tennis school in La Quinta at La Quinta Hotel, he was also the president of a real estate firm locally. And he said to me, gee, Fred, the only thing you lack to be successful in real estate sales is the license. That was his recruiting pitch. Okay. Now I'm a talkative guy, you know, and I I, I like people. So maybe in his mind, it was, let's get him licensed. Let's get him saddled up. Because their training program, Jesse, contained two words. What was that? Go sell. (laughs) That was all the training I got, (laughs) right? When I started. And they sat me next to the top producer from the year before. And I immediately asked him, how much money did you make last year? You know, pushy Fred, nosy Fred. And he looks at me with an insolent kind of, he says, well, that's forward. And of course, I've been told it's all public knowledge, right? And they have all the stats, right? In the company, right? So I just asked him and he said, 135,000. Well, I was about doing that, killing myself traveling around the world. What have I gotten myself into? (laughs) Is my initial concern, you know? So long story short, uh, you have to know why you're in the business. 
and uh, I'm in it to make money and I, I want to make a lot of money and I, and I want to have the life I want. And at the start of Agent Power Huddle, the, the voiceover says, you know, about how to design or create the life you want. Amen to that. That I agree. So first thing I do is I connect to my why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? How does that represent me, myself and Fred? Okay. And if you're not clear about your why, people, struggle will be involved thereafter. You've got to be clear about your why. And I have my big five. My first is myself in terms of my general health. And general health would be spiritually, um, uh, exercise, nutrition, rest, hydration in the desert. That becomes a big thing. Okay. So I'm clear that, uh, you know, my health is important to me. Then it's my marriage. By far, it's, it's, it's at the top of my list. The truth is, in my life, if Beth and I, you know, have had a, a tough discussion, I'm unhappy for days if we don't resolve it. it. It's the most important thing. It's the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm so tickled to be celebrating my 35th today, talking with you all. So, so you know, me, my marriage. Okay, which puts Beth right up there with me. Okay. And then uh, for me, it's super, super important the whole friends, family, relationships, partnerships, and people, and how those are going. And I have growth areas there. And then it is my coaching. I'm on a mission to change not just the real estate industry, but the world. Lofty goal, but that's the Don Quixote in me. I'm having fun reaching out to people about how they can change their own world for the better. And if I can help enough people change their own individual world, I might actually change the world. And so that's what I'm doing as a coach. It's very important to me. I'm clear about it. And number five is my business. It's all the way down there at number five, which is actually pretty high when you think of all the things you could be doing in life, right? Number five, that is, okay, my real estate. I own a firm. I have five five offices, an escrow company. Uh, my coaching brokerage, of uh, course, falls probably in more into that coaching just above it. But, you know, I do have a business. I have businesses and, and it's important. So that's my big five. Why am I doing those things? I touch base with that. It takes just a couple of uh, seconds, a couple of minutes. That's the first thing I do. The next thing I do is I tune into the true nature of opportunity. This makes me unique, Jesse. Other people do not do this. And I wrote a book about it, The Third Law of Success. You can get it online. Uh, I have a new course coming out in 2023 called The Gift of Opportunity that teaches people how to understand the mechanics of opportunity. People don't know how opportunity works. And to tune into it more effectively and tap into it more readily. So I connect with my why, my big five. Why is it plural? I tune into the true nature of opportunity that it's always there, that lack of opportunity is never my problem. My problem is only ever recognizing the opportunity that's there. Because remember, change is constant and everybody lives somewhere, which means everybody's real estate needs are subject to change. And so I know the business is there. I know the opportunity is there. That's not my problem. It's tuning into it. So I review that. So connect to my why, tune into the true nature of opportunity. Then I take a moment to resolve to make today pay. 
I don't want to let today slip away. This is one of the biggest mistakes that agents make. And a future model aids and abets that. Because if you're working judiciously at your future modeling activities, it's not designed to make today pay. It's designed to make some other day pay. And so today slips away. Whereas I'm out identifying new business today. So, in fact, my partner, he asked me when I left for Carmel yesterday, we drove up, bought a new car, and we decided we'd test it out. We drove up, and he said, so, are you going to do one or two deals while you're gone? First words out of his mouth, because he knows how I look at it. Doesn't matter where I am. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. Opportunity is there. So, connect to the Y, tune into opportunity, resolve to make today pay, not some other day. Then I review my plan and my strategy for the day. And we can always talk about that at some point. But I have a plan, which is to talk to people. And I have a strategy how to choose who to talk to. So I review that. And then number five is I go over my tactics and my techniques that I'll be using. My tactics would be, okay, I've got these people I'm going to talk to. Am I going to do it on the phone? Am I going to do it at the door? Am I going to head knock my term for impromptu? Uh, discussions. Okay. And then my techniques, things like the ask to listen technique, vending opportunity, triangulation, uh, impact questions, power statements. These are all techniques that I practice and that I teach in my program that allow me and give me an incredible leg up. Because the truth is I can walk into a room full of people, say hundred people. There'll be, let's say five to 10 agents in that group. I'll walk away with a new client and none of the other agents will because they don't know these things that I'm doing. They're doable, they're learnable, and we teach it. So there's my long-winded answer. That was a fantastic answer. And you're right at the bottom of the hour, by the way, so we're a perfect time to tie it all together. That was, Fred, like a true pro. No, that was awesome. Um, I took down the five things. I love them. Obviously, we'll have you back. We can kind of unpack a few of them. But if you guys, if, you, if you're live on the Zoom with us, Lisa just put into the chat box a link to Fred Wilson Coaching, to his Facebook page. If you're listening to the podcast sometime later, which I know a lot of you are, um, check the show notes. You can see in there, fredwilsoncoaching.com. Um, I mean, truly, I get nothing, whether you sign up for mother than the feeling of satisfaction that I'm like, I know, like, I just think your program is awesome. I hope our, I hope our crew investigates. I do too. So thank you for being here. This is fun. Happy anniversary, Fred. Thank you. Truly happy anniversary, Nadia. Thank you for helping set this up. Um, everybody else, unless you have any, any final words before we wrap it up, Fred? You know, again, people, you are what you do. Be looking at what it is you're doing and how effective it is. And is it future, which isn't bad, or is it now? I contend you got to have a now model and you supplement it with future. If you have future and you don't have a now model, it could be a long wait. I love it. Oh, such a, such a good message. Everybody enjoy your morning, Fred. Thank you. This is so good. Bye guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the agent power huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the agent collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.